lap, some of the things that I looked at last week, but there's some other things here I want to show you. And I want to go back to chapter 5 and start with verse 13. Let's back up here to verse 12. For when the time you ought to be teachers. So the writer here to Hebrews is saying that there is a time that the Christian is to develop. And so we all come into the kingdom and we start at a particular point and and we, we say we got saved. And from that point, there is to be a moving forth. Now, there are all kinds of things that come into play here that cannot be covered in in one lesson. I mean, there's just different things that that move and and come together and and bring a person on. But I want to show you a few things here and bring a few things out. So there is to be a development in every Christian that comes into the, the kingdom, everyone. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. So he's saying that you should have developed to the point, some of you, or he's just giving this general uh, thing here, where there are those that should have developed to the point where they could teach others, be it uh, preaching, teaching from a pulpit, or teaching on a one-to-one basis. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracle God, of oracles of God. Now, physical growth occurs with a child. When a child is born, God places in that infant the ability to grow on to adolescence, to puberty, and, you know, through the teen years to develop physically into an adult. Now, the body is quite interesting. It's quite complex. The workings in the body, what goes on, and I know very little compared to those that you know, have studied anatomy. But just for example, whenever a child is born, there's over 300 um, parts to the skeletal structure, and they're all cartilage. And in the process of, of growth, there are growth plates and you have these, these cells that are cartilage cells, and they come into the growth plate, and they will expand a small bone in the leg over a period of time to the, the femur, which is the biggest bone in the body, I believe. And all that takes place in the body without the person really thinking about it. I mean, did, when you were growing, did you think about, oh, I'm growing today? Were you worried about, well, are the cartilage turning to bone? 
You see what I'm saying? It's things that take place automatically. Now, in order for growth to occur in the body, there are certain nutrients that are necessary. Now, this sounds very elementary, but just stay with me. You have vitamins. You have minerals. You have amino acids. Some of your body produces. Some uh, you need to get from food. You have enzymes. Enzymes control a lot in the body that we're not really aware of. A lot of the chemical processes help the body to, to develop and, and function. And you have all these trace elements the body needs. Um, niacin, boron, zinc, panathonic acid, hyaluronic acid, and, and the, the, the list goes on and on and on. All these things go on in the body and must go on in the body for the body to develop from an infant. And, and in each stage to sustain itself, there must be certain chemical reactions going on within the body. So that for all that to occur on, on a daily basis, a person must eat food, certain foods. There's an individual that I know, and their entire diet, and this is really strange, but I, I, I knew this person and was around this person for 13 years. And I only remember one time them eating anything but pizza. They liked pizza. That's all they ate. That sounds a little strange, but see, that which is contained in pizza does not have all of the elements I just mentioned that the body needs for all these chemical reactions that need, that need to take place for the body to not only grow, but to sustain itself on a daily basis. Now, this is elementary stuff, but it's amazing how many people won't eat things because they don't like it. And so, so God gives us this large variety, for example, of vegetables. I never saw that person eat a vegetable in 13 years. Never anything uh, as far as um, fiber. And they have some physical problems with their digestive system. I wonder why. But as elementary as that may, may seem, you can't get what the body needs from one source. It's impossible. There, there, there's not one particular food that you could eat that will sustain your body completely. Now, that's, that is the, uh, the natural or the physical area we're just talking about, the body, the physical being, you know, that we see here. Now, take that to the, the spiritual. But before we go there, David says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He saw how complex 
he was physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And, and I have this from another translation. It says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. You are more complex than you think you are. But God, see, he has provided all these things in the natural to sustain your physical body. And unless we take in the right things, if you don't like one vegetable, there's 30 others that you can have. If you don't like one particular thing, there's something else. But there's reasons why the variety. The more variety you have in your diet, as far as food goes, the better off you'll be. Because you'll get something from one that you won't from another. And that's why I believe there's so many problems, because there is a lack in one area or another. Now, there's a verse that Jesus quotes when he's in the wilderness. And it says that man shall not live by bread alone. Now, that's a revelation, you know. In the natural, you cannot live on just bread that doesn't have all the nutrients and uh, the, the, the uh, amino acids and enzymes and everything that you need just in bread. And I don't care what you do with the bread, it's, it's not going to have all that in. And so, see, that is a revelation actually to the natural man. Of course, Jesus wasn't applying it that way, but I'm just saying that's, that's true. But that is also a revelation to the spiritual man. Now, I'll turn to Deuteronomy, chapter 8. All the nutrients necessary for the body to survive are not in bread. All the nutrients that the spiritual man needs to survive is not in one aspect of doctrine or teaching or anything. So if I come up here every week and I emphasize the same thing every week, every week, every week, then there is not the spiritual nutrients that's needed for proper growth in the people. There are churches who emphasize one thing, and primarily that's their emphasis. You know, you go there, and they talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit every week. Now, I believe in, in, that everyone should be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There are certain denominations who will emphasize one aspect of truth to the neglect of another. And what happens is they're, they're, they're not getting the right nutrients for the growth that God really wants in the people. So I, I, the Lord showed me this a while back, and I said, oh, well, okay. So now, Lord, you have to give me what I need that the people need. And, and, and this is really odd how this works because, you know, I, I have a certain bent in my teaching based on different things, how, how the Lord has dealt with me and all that. But, but there is more that the people need than what, what I have, if you understand what I'm saying. And so, so the Lord has to, to take 
the word for me and, and, and kind of adjust that. So, so now something else is, 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 is being brought out, another nutrient, another thing that is needed. Now in Deuteronomy 8, verse 2, For thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered or allowed thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not. See, see this, this whole thing he's, he's talking about is just not words on a page. It must be revelation to understand that man shall not live by bread alone. Neither did your fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. And God doesn't say the same thing over and over again. Well, he does, but there's always a point there's a change. And so spiritual growth like physical growth, will take different elements being brought in to your life, to my life, to be assimilated, to nourish, to cause me to walk in the, way, the, way, the correct way that I should be walking. I shall humble thee, prove thee, and so on. Different things going on. Now back in Hebrews, see the children of Israel, they saw the miracles, but they did not have the revelation that man does, does not live by bread alone. The widow woman in Kings, remember Elijah dealt with her? She did not have that revelation. She had, well, there's a little meal in the barrel, I'm going to make a cake and die. So, so she didn't understand, maybe she did later, that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of, mouth of God. See, so there, there's something else needed for her. Now back in Hebrews here, it says that strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. So you have an aspect of uh, milk, and milk is fine for an infant. And then you have over here the meat, or do you know what that word meat, I looked this word up, I thought it was very interesting. The word meat there means uh, nutrition. So when he's talking about the meat of the word, he's talking about nutrition or that which is going to bring to you the different elements of growth so that you continue on you know, growing in the Lord. So, so some, meat is symbolic, actually, of growth. So there must be, as we're going to see in verse 1, a leaving must occur. I'll, I'll read that in a minute from the Amplified. 
Strong meat belongeth to those who are of full age, those who are uh, mature. Because of that, the Christian must be leaving. Now, the writer here, when he comes down to chapter 6, verse 1, the writer is giving them a direction, or he's showing them the direction that they need to go. And I like the Lord because the Lord, for me, has not remained the same. And there has been a, a movement in different things in different ways on, for, for me on my walk with the Lord throughout the years. And I believe that is the case because He wants to take us from being a babe, moving us on to something more, a development in your inner man. Now, in verse 13, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Uh, they don't know what's up. They don't know what's up. They don't know what's down. Uh, they don't know the right. They don't know the left, which way to go. Uh, they need to go, go to someone. They need direction many times because they don't know. And that's okay for an infant because they're on milk. And the Lord will give them what they need. And he goes on in this verse and says, uh, For he is a babe. See, they're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They, they, they don't know, you know what, what way to go many times, what, what direction. You know, they're thinking things are up and things are down. Think things down, it, it, you know, it, they're, they're, they're unskillful. That's where they are. It doesn't matter the person's age. It doesn't matter how smart they are. None of that matters. Because you can be 70 years old and be a babe in, in these things. Be a babe in, in, in the Lord and not developed. So, so your intelligence, your age, has nothing to do with it. But strong meat, now in contrast to that, belongeth to them that are of a full, full age. That means um, that they are complete or moving toward completeness, if you will. Uh, turn to 1 John for, for a minute here. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 13. In verse 13, you have three stages of development here that John's talking about. He talks about little children or, or those that are beginning. You know, they're in the first principles. They're, they're in the beginning stages. And, and they, they need to move on. But that's where they are. And then he talks about uh, the young men, these are the ones that are, are learning and they're moving, they're, they're progressing. There's a, there's a movement toward the Lord, there's a movement towards spiritual development and, and all that. Uh, they're getting what they need and they're developing. 
And then the third uh, level here would be fathers, those who, who are mature and those who have the ability put in them by God to bring others along. So, so you have that, that whole thing there, different levels uh, of growth. But strong, back in Hebrew, Hebrews uh, 5.14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. The full age means uh, complete or mature. Uh, to, some, to some degree, they have developed now to where they can bring others along in, in the Lord. See, see, they can help others to progress. And, and you don't have to, to be behind a pulpit to help people progress. You have, have contact with other people in the church. You have contact with people outside this church. And God can use you. And if you're open to him, he will use you to help other believers. And you say, well, I, you know, I wouldn't know what to say. Well, that's fine. The Lord will, will show you what to say. He'll give you the words. He'll help you. But, you know, first you develop, and the Lord will help you to develop and, and help other people. Uh, whenever I worked at the Bulk Mill Center, there were two individuals in particular that the, the Lord brought my way. Now, when I first was out there, there was no Bible study, uh, I was having a Bible study with two or three guys, uh, but there wasn't the Bible study that, you know, developed later. But the Lord brought two individuals, and I spent tons of time with both of them. And, you know, I didn't think about it at the time. You know, the Lord would, would give me something to give them, and I would just do that. But, you know, that's, that's what's to, to occur with you, that you can now bring someone else along, even if it's just, you know, something you say once or twice that, that helps someone. You know, it's not always up to somebody else who is a leader to do this. This applies to everyone. But strong, strong meat belongeth to them who are full age mature, even those who by reason... Uh, of use, have their senses, that's the spiritual senses talking about, exercised to discern both good and evil. Uh, that is that you discern good and evil in the world. You discern good and evil with people. And you're able to discern good and evil here with you. So, so this, this discernment is just not limited to one area. And usually people think of it as you know, discernment, you know, as far as people in the church, you know, to see what spirit they're of and what have you. But no, this, this, this moves along the whole gamut of your existence, your life, you know, out there in the world, uh, in the church setting, and so on. But by reason of use, you have your spiritual senses exercise so that you can discern good and evil, wherever it is, whether it's coming out of your heart or someone else's towards you or in the world system that, that you have to, you know, 
you know, deal with daily when you go, go to work or wherever you go. So, so that's the whole thing there. Now, let's go to chapter 6, verse 1. Now, remember, he's, he's giving them direction here. And I'll read this from uh, the King James. I want to read it from the Amplified. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Uh, therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teaching and doctrine of Christ. You realize that there are, there are denominations that will, will specialize in teaching doctrine. So when you go there, every week they're dealing with some aspect of doctrine. Now, now remember, doctrine is okay. He's not saying, now you're not supposed to believe that. He's saying... You need to put that, that aside. That's the elementary thing. It's, it's like uh, if you, you would build a house or if you build a deck. You first have to lay a foundation. You build a garage. Uh, I uh, put up a shed uh, a few months back, and I had to spend a lot of time putting the right foundation down to hold that shed. Well, if you constantly focus on the foundation and you, you, that's all you're thinking all the time. It's just the foundation, the foundation, the foundation. How are you going to build the deck, the shed, the house, or whatever? See, the, the building is not going to go on because there's no emphasis now on the building. All the emphasis is put on the foundation and that's where it stays. So, so he's saying that now I'm going to show you the direction you need to go here. And you need to leave off. Now the foundation has been laid now. Now you need to, to move on in another area, another direction here. And advance steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. I like that. So he says here, leaving. Now leaving, I'll do this for... Some of you that may need it. Let me see here. That's active voice. So you have this word, leaving. That's an active voice verb, and that means that the subject uh, performs the action upon himself or his own benefit. He's addressing the Hebrew Christians. And he says here now, the foundation is laid, you are to leave that. Now, it is going to be for your benefit. Active voice Whoever this is applying to then, since then, and now. It applies now to us who are alive. The subject would be you and I. We'll apply it to us. Okay? The subject performs the action. What action is this verb telling you to do? The action is to leave. 
And you're going to do it for your benefit. Now, this is also um, an ing verb in the English, and that's a proper translation of the Greek. It's a participle. And a participle is an action verb. It's a continual action. So if I look out here, everyone here is sitting, ing. You are in, at this particular time, you're continuing to do that. You are sitting. It's not that you did sit or you will sit. You are sitting. So leaving is done by the individual for their own benefit, and it's to be a continual thing going on in the heart. You getting that? Very easy. That's what the writer is saying needs to be done. So that now the foundation is laid, and there now is a leaving that to move on to spiritual maturity. The emphasis now is not on the foundation. Now, you have somebody come over to your house for dinner or to visit you, and they walk in your house. How many people have ever ever said to you, wow, the foundation of your house is really great? (laughs) Nobody I know. See, the emphasis isn't on that anymore now, is it? As important as it is, that house is not going to stand. It's going to sink. It's going to crack. But now the emphasis is no longer on that. Now there's a moving on to the building. So the point of this is now there needs to be a moving on. See, we need to grow up. We need to progress in the Lord. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. He's talking about uh, a completeness in character. Of course, the character of Christ. You know, you're leaving, well, you know, once saved, always saved. Well, water baptism is sprinkling or immersion. You know, you leave that stuff. And now the emphasis is the building program. Now the emphasis becomes moving on toward the character of Christ in your life. And believe me, the Lord, He doesn't want you to stay a babe and will work with you in many different ways through circumstances usually in order to bring certain things your way so that now he can move you in the right direction in development. Now, you know, everyone is the, is, is the same. I don't care who you are. Nobody likes difficult circumstances. But I don't care whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. Difficult circumstances will come. I work with people, and they have problems. Now, will a Christian glean certain things from God in their circumstance? Well, that's a question. 
Some do, some don't. Some glean some things and not others. It just depends on the individual. All kinds of things, as I said before, come into play when it comes to this development and growth. But the point is that God wants us to progress and grow and not stay in the same place. There is no standing still in the Christian walk, and it's in these verses here. It doesn't say that, you know, in black and white, but the, uh, the thought, the intent is there. You're not going to stand still. God is not going to let you, really. It seems to me that the Lord will come along in certain times of your life. You know, and we all have this thing where we, you know, kind of, you know, settle in. But the Lord comes along and he tries to change that, uproot that, whatever you want to call, in order to bring about in you a development. See, God will challenge you. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Now, if you're, you're young and you're a babe, he, he, he will most likely won't right away. But as you go on, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. He will challenge you, and he will ask of you something that you know, that you absolutely, positively know that you are not capable of doing. And, and that's the whole point. The point is that we are not capable of doing certain things that God asks, period. And that's why he's asking. Because if we could do it, then what's the point of having a Savior? What's the point of having a Lord? If we depend upon ourselves, then why do we need God? So he will challenge us, and, and he will bring something that he knows is too difficult for us, so that the heart moves to him and says, Lord, this is just way too much for me. I, I can't do it. And he said, okay, that's good. That's good because I don't want you to do it. I want to do it through you. Yeah, Lord, but I'm still going to be the one to do it. Yeah, that's right, but it's not going to be your strength. It's going to be my strength. Spiritually, you, you can't explain that to someone unless they, they've gone through it. And something can be so far over your head as far as doing it spiritually that you think it's impossible. It is literally impossible. But through God, all things are possible, it says. So you know, we, we have faith in him. And, you know, he can do something in us to the point where in time we will move in something and we will move in it very well. And we will know that it wasn't us. You understand what I'm saying? It's really, the work of God is tremendous. And see, that is all a part of this growth. All part of it. Bringing in 
all the, the necessary elements, the trace elements, so to speak. I mean, who, who knows what boron is? Don't tell me a gas station. Talking about a, a, a trace mineral. You know, iodine. How many here know what a goiter is? Nobody knows what a goiter is? Some of the older people here do. When I was young, I was growing up, some people uh, ended up with these, they looked like tumors, but they were just, they would swell up down here, big, they were called goiters. And they found that, that the uh, soils were uh, deplete of iodine. And so what they did, I don't know when they started doing this, in the 50s, 60s, they, they put it in salt. So it's iodized salt. That's iodine. And ever since they started doing that, you, don't, you never see anybody with goiter. But, but that's a trace element that's necessary in your body. If it doesn't have it, you know, your body reacts a certain way. Spiritually, you need certain nutrients. And God will, you know, through your, your sphere of living... If you, if you have your heart open to him, he will bring that nutrient in some way to you. Why? For your development. See, God loves you, he's interested in you, and he wants you to develop. And he goes, so to speak, out of his way to do what is necessary for you. And sometimes it's through a difficult circumstance, and other times it's not. How many of you have been, of course, you know, you've, We've all had some difficult things to deal with in our life, but how many of you have just been bebopping along and, you know, everything's going fine and all of a sudden, there it is, something that you needed right in front of you and it, was no, it wasn't difficult for you to, to you didn't have to um, endure some tremendous suffering to get that. It's just like God just, here it is, boom, there it is for you. Oh, wow, that's great, Lord, thanks. Another nutrient has come in for your development. So he says here, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from, from dead works and so on. So he says here, let us go on. And that means, I looked this up, it means to bear or to bring forth. Um, let us, and this is another way to translate this. Let us be bore on to maturity, bore on, you know, to bear. The Lord will bring you along to maturity. And, and the thing that you need to do, first of all, is to leave, leave this leaving. See, that, that's the key factor. After that, then the Lord can continue on with your development. Now, in verses 1 through 3, you see this need, this is what he's talking about, the need for progression in, in the kingdom, in God. From verse 4 through 8, you have the possibility, uh, or the possibility exists that you, or whatever Christian, will not progress. And then when you come down to uh, verse 9, from, from verse 9 through 12, uh, you have this encouragement of the believers to try to spur them on 
to progress and grow. I, I like how this is laid out because the writer here does not emphasize to them all the, all the, the, the properties that are not uh, going correctly as far as them, the, their growth. He tells them that you should be teachers, you're not. And he goes on, he says, okay, you are babes, basically. You're not developing. So that's a fact. This is what's going on with you. And then he moves on and talks about uh, this, this, what we looked at last week. Um, uh, it's impossible to repent if you go in a certain direction. If that's, to, if that's your emphasis, you can't repent until, until there's a change in your heart. Then you can repent. So he points out all these things there that, that, that for the people were problems. Certain things were going on with certain people. But he doesn't leave the emphasis there. He comes back and he encouraged them. He says, but where is it here? Um, but I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. So now he, he points these things out, and now he comes and he encourages them on. And I, I think that's, that's great. You know, you go to certain churches, and they call themselves full gospel. And you don't have to be there too long to see that they emphasize one thing all the time. You go to another church, they seem to emphasize another thing. Seems mainly all the time it's the same thing. Most of them that call themselves full gospel are anything but full gospel. Because if they're ministering in one area all the time, where's the rest of the gospel? Now, of course, there can be an emphasis for a period of time, yes, in one area. But the writer here, you can see him flowing through one area here to another area. And then he's throwing, throwing now to this encouragement, which I, I think is, is nice. If you want to call it a full gospel message, message, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So the writer here is, is encouraging them to move on. And if you hear anything this morning from this message, it's, it's that God wants you to progress in him and he is encouraging you to bring in, as he provides, all the different nutrients that you need spiritually to allow them to come in, be it the, the, the things that we would think are, are evil, and the things, not evil, but difficult, and the things that may not be. All those things coming in will bring about a development in you as a Christian. And the Lord is interested in that. He, he does not want any of us to stand still. So it doesn't matter whether you're a new Christian or you've been a Christian for 20, 30, or 40 years. Just because a person has developed and matured and has been a Christian for 30 years or 50 years, whatever, does not mean that they have arrived and that they are going to, to be able to just stop and stand still. No, no. There is always new challenges for the Christian. It would be a good prayer for you to pray and say, Lord, challenge me. He'll challenge you. 
Sometimes we need that. Are you up for the challenge? But remember that what God does, and sometimes we don't believe this, he does for our benefit. He does because he loves you and he's interested in you. And, and he wants you to develop in the character of Christ so that someday when you stand before him and this book here is opened, we are epistles read of all men. When the book is open and the piercing view of Jesus Christ that penetrates your heart then and will expose every single thing there, that he would see the development to some degree of certain aspects of his character in us. Whenever you see in the Bible fruit, and I was going to bring this in, but we don't have time. Most of the time, when you see fruit, people talk about fruit in the kingdom. They talk about saving souls. And I'll tell you, I believe in saving souls. I believe that you know, we should bring in as many people as we can. But the majority of the time, when you examine these scriptures carefully, they're not talking about souls. They're talking about growth, de development. When, you, when it's talking about in um, John 15, about the branch that, that brings forth fruit, he, he purges it, he prunes it. It's talking about character. It's not talking about souls. And, and, there, and there are many other instances in the scriptures. It's talking about fruit in you as a Christian. It's talking about progression and development in you as a Christian. And God desires that, and he will encourage you in that. And I hope today that somehow the Lord encourages you to continue on and, and to allow the nutrients to come. And you can pay attention for them this week, this month this year, as you, as you walk along with him and see the different things that come that, that are for your development, the vitamins and the minerals and the enzymes and the amino acids in spirit that he, he brings to you as you walk on with him. Tremendous for your development so that someday you will have of the character of Christ more than you ever dreamt. And I believe that, that is the, that's the will of God, that, that, that we would all develop in him. Okay, we'll stop there and we'll continue next week. I'd like you to read um, chapters 7, 8, and 9 in two translations. Thank you.